Hello, everyone, and welcome to Calabrio Shorts. My name is Dave Hookstra, product evangelist here at Calabrio, and we are going to jump right into it. We have a great panel discussion. We're actually trying something a little different today. We have a panel discussion here. Uh, we've got a great team of WFM consultants here from the Calabrio Stables, as it were, uh, and we're really, really excited. Uh, we've got Christina Sablestrom, uh, Nick Hamilton, and Shane Corey here, and we are going to specifically talk about the subject of callbacks. Callbacks in a contact center are one of those almost magical solutions that seems to solve a lot of problems. But what it does do for a lot of organizations is um, there are some downstream things that need to be solved uh, long and short term as we go through. So we're going to talk about that, just try to give you some basic information uh, about what it is, why it exists, and then what we do from a WFM perspective to enable contact centers to use that. So right off the bat, Nick, since this was kind of your idea, we're going to start with you. Give us a little bit of a background on what a callback solution is and maybe some of the things that we might want to uh, pay attention to if we're either looking at them or implementing. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Dave. Uh, uh, super happy to be here. Um, so the callback solution from the ACD perspective, I'm sure most people have ran into this situation where you call customer service, there's a long hold time and the IBR offers you a chance to leave your callback number and keep your place in a theoretical line right and when that when you would then have come up the uh, the, the AC will call you back and and you regain your your you know information and uh, you know that that is can be a really efficient usage of uh, staffing and and being able to plot out where your where your agents might lie in that in that overall demand but there are some things we just have to be really aware about uh, and how from a workforce perspective those callbacks are really handled and and how you want to staff to them one of the main being that in in a lot of ACDs the the callback is actually DQ from the inbound queue at that whatever interval that it you know came in on, on on whatever channel and it goes to you know kind of a separate place and if it comes back to that queue and if it is counted a lot of times it's counted in the interval they are called back and not the interval originally was presented and from a customer service standpoint you could make the argument that you really want to answer you know that you that you would like to offer no callbacks if you could help it and and only have to do that in a, in a rare circumstance and what you end up doing is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where if you start making all your callbacks at 9 p.m because that's where you have extra staffing then your requirements are going to start looking like you need to make all of your callbacks at 9 p.m and you kind of uh, yeah and and so that's really where we kind of run into the main crux of the problem, right? From a consumer perspective, callbacks are amazing. They are so great. I, I mean, I cannot, I love it when I contact a, a call center and it says, hey, we can call you back when it's your turn. I'm like, sweet. And I could just go and I have to listen to the whole music. I can go through all that. But the, the main crux of the problem is for a contact center, where do we count those calls, right? And that's where it really kind of, kind of presents its main problem. So Christina, I'm wondering from your perspective, have you seen this? Uh, have you seen, have you talked to a lot of contact centers that deal with this and maybe how have we approached the uh, potential uh, answer to how to solve this problem? First of all, there's no solution, by the way, spoiler alert, there's no true solution, right? But what are some ways that we might've dealt with it before? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the real struggle and kind of like Nick alluded to it, really in an ideal situation where forecasting for the call where it originally came in, right? Because we want to be able to answer that call within the service level initially. Um, but it kind of depends on the data wherever we're getting the integration and how we, we capture that, right? So we're kind of at the mercy of that data that's coming in um, as to what we can do from a workforce perspective um, on, on that standpoint. So that's where you said like there's there's no magic bullet at this point. Um, but yeah, a challenge. So from your perspective, when we deal with someone who has a callback solution, um, is there is there do you normally walk them through a kind of a discovery process of how do we want to tackle this? Yeah, so we may discuss, depending, I think it really depends on the number of callbacks that we're experiencing too, right? If it's a smaller percentage, um, we might handle that different than if it's a really, really large amount of callbacks um, that are coming in. But yeah, I, I might have to bounce this one to someone else. No, no, no. That's that's exactly the problem. Is is I want to be very clear to anyone listening to this. Um, there's no there's no right answer to this problem. It, it's very dependent on the individual uh, company. It depends on the ACD. Uh, which which vendor are we connecting to? What reporting is available? Right? Are we manually counting those calls? Um, are we are we dealing with those kind of things? Right? So this. This is where we, we typically struggle. Now, Shane, from your perspective, these are these, these can be a benefit, right? What kind of benefits can a callback solution bring to a contact center? Well, I think that's that's why most of my clients and, and many call centers out there are exploring callbacks. It's because hold times, what being respectful of the customer's time and, and increasing the customer satisfaction. So I think you can read a number of surveys out there, but something around 60%, more than half of, of most individuals think that 60 seconds is too long to wait for a call. So to your point, Dave, hey, I'll take the callback option anytime. Um, a lot of my clients want to decrease their abandonment rate and, and offering a callback solution can do that. If you want to manage your call volume more efficiently, um, there's some other side benefits such as uh, increasing agent morale, right? So if, if your occupancy rate isn't through the roofs and everybody's burned out, you know, hopefully a callback solution will will keep those agents a little more um, less occupied and, and more energized to deliver customer service versus being burnt out. But I think our industry has seen the benefits of what a callback solution can do. But now we're really starting to dig deeper and it's like, okay, we need more than a callback solution. We need to have a process behind that because while while answering a callback in a very sim simplistic form is easy to do, the process and the expectations you have to manage from the customer side and the operation side, I think is why we're here on this podcast today to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and to add on to that, I mean, a callback solution, while it can be great, I think it also depends on, you know, the nature of your your volume when that works out. Because if you have, if you are constantly slammed and you have this callback solution, 
you know, when are, when are those actually going to be made? And if you're holding this theoretical place in a line, you're actually then adding to those hold times, right? So callback solutions work best if you have peaks and valleys throughout the day. Um, but if you just have this constant state of understaffing and not having enough staffed, it gets a little bit muddy there too. Yeah, it, it it almost feels like uh, we're 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 kind of it's it's coming down to saying that having a callback solution is great, but we need to make sure that it's fixing the problem and not the symptom, right? Is really what it boils down to, and and so there. What are, so Nick, if you were to run into somebody that says, "Oh, we have a callback solution," um, what are some of the things that you might be able to interpret as uh, some of the symptoms that might need to be solved. Yeah, I, I think they might uh, very well have imbalanced staffing, right? Where they have, um, you know, too many people in first shift versus third shift, or they have volatile call volume coming in, unpredictable call volume. So we can look at, can we rein in forecasting, right? Can we get a, a more accurate forecast and then be able to prevent those fires and staff appropriately versus having to put them out via the uh, a callback, right? Um, I think, you know, one of the main things you also want to, you know, potentially look at is, do I need to count it separately somehow? And then a lot of times that can be easier for Calabria to consume is if we have, have a separate queue of callbacks. So when they are dequeued from one queue, kind of put into another, because then we can kind of aggregate that back together or we can start looking at trends just within the callbacks. And do they have their own sort of arrival pattern where, you know, that we're, we're looking at where they're called or handle times might be different. Um, and I think there's a lot of Kind of avenues i think it's a, a very valid tool to have in your toolkit um and you just have to use it in a balanced method right you, you don't want to have uh employ a a callback feature just for the sake of trying to improve all your metrics and then end up having a like a long speed to callback almost like speed uh, average speed to answer but this would be average speed to callback I don't want to call a customer service department and end up with a callback that says they'll call me back on, you know, Friday of next week. It needs to be in a balanced fashion. <laughs> and just by having the callbacks, if, the, if a customer is using that, I want to look at forecasting. I want to look at how their staffing is and only use that that callback feature um, after we've dialed in those those other kind of foundational levels. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, it, and that's the thing is, you know, we talk a lot about one of the one of my favorite things about workforce management is that it does involve math. And there's a lot of there's a lot of, you know, very key things that, that it's very binary. It is or it isn't. Well, callbacks makes this a little fuzzier. Right. And so the 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 types of is industries and businesses that can benefit from a callback solution are pretty easy to spot, right? For example, uh, airlines, what you know, mass cancellations and things like that. Having a callback solution is really great. What I would say is, is that callback solutions should never be implemented as a way to keep your staffing levels low. Uh, you you still need to have the appropriate number of people that that 
that to, to make sure to handle those. And so Shane, I don't know how much you've dealt with this in your past, but let's talk about a little bit between the differences between counting the original call when it comes in or counting the call when it goes back. Do you have a preference? <laughs> well, obviously this is a very situational um topic because depending on the call uh, the contact center's technology stack phone system queuing routing um, this could be um, very situational and different for everybody listening you know um, to this to this podcast but I would say that um, you start getting into terminology that gets a little above what we're normally used to talking about expected wait time EWT per call wait time you know, PCWT and, and how do these work with say a Cisco or an Avaya or any of the other, you know, tier one phone systems or, or even lower out there. And so, um, here's my answer. Cause I know we have a, a, probably a wide range of situational environments on the call. I think that identifying, this is the best practice, identifying where callbacks are impacting the workforce management journey. So similar to the customer journey that we always focus on and the touch points and the omni-channel, well, what stage in the workforce management process are we accounting for callbacks? So whether I prefer it to be accounted at the beginning, should it be accounted at, at the in the next interval or at the end of the day, my best practice is because I work with clients in very different you know, different technology stats stacks is understanding how your callbacks are counted in your environment, in your phone system. You're hearing words on this this podcast, DQ'd calls, abandons, short abandons, EWT. And I think that the key best practice here is just to identify how callbacks are impacting your workforce management journey. But prior to that, where are they being counted? And and I think that in the most simplistic way, if the callbacks can be their own cue, then it gets easier for my clients. Um, when they get DQ'd, is it an abandoned? Is it not? Is it counted in the first 30 minutes interval or, or after it's handled? I think what I'm dealing with the most is identifying where they are impacting the workforce management journey. And then also prior to that, you know, how are they being counted in the phone system? Yeah. So the seems like the answer kind of keeps coming back to let's have a really good conversation uh, and understand your process. Right. Those are those are the those are the kind of keys. Uh, Christina, if, if 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 when you when a when a customer has uh, a callback solution, um, maybe if you were to give one piece of advice or one approach that would work really well, uh, what might you say to them before you even start their journey? I think you're saying once they have the solution in place and we're doing the integration for forecasting. Sure. You know, I think if, if you have that higher volume of, of callbacks, I think putting it into its own forecast group or skill, how we like to call it, can be really beneficial as I think Shane and Nick have already alluded to. So you can really have a good grasp on those when we have that cue to look at, um, especially when you're getting above, you know, 10%. Uh, if your calls, you know, more than 10% of your calls are being, being forecast. If it's a smaller percentage in there and also depends on overall volume of your queue. As we keep going back to this theme, it really depends on your contact center. 
Um, but if we're looking, you know, percentage wise, smaller percent, maybe you can lump it in with, with your existing um, cues that you have into your little forecast groups. Um, but I think being able to pull that out into reporting and just really keep a close eye on those can be really important, especially because, you know, we, we talked about lowering abandon rates, but we also don't want to have a false sense of security with our service levels. Because ideally with our service levels, you know, it makes our service levels look a little bit better than they are because we can answer those in due time. Um, so just a lot of different aspects to keep in, in check. Yeah, I love it. We, I almost feel like we could have just done like a three second podcast. Uh, and the answer is, well, it depends. Right. And, but that's, that's what makes this such a difficult uh, subject to kind of talk about is that it really does depend on uh, your process, your, your, your ability to count, your ability to segment calls, uh, how much percentage of the volume is going to callbacks. And these are all important things to, to kind of discuss with your consultant. Right. And that's, that's kind of really the whole reason we wanted to do this particular episode is that if there is someone out there that's either considering using a callback solution or currently using it and looking at workforce management, these are some of the discussions that likely you will have with your consulting team as you get closer to implementation or, or working through this. So, so far, fantastic. This is exactly what I, I was hoping. So Nick, we, we started with you. I think we're going to end with you. If you had a piece of advice or something that you would really want to make sure that customers take into account before um, before trying to combine a callback solution and a workforce management solution, what would you say? Um, you know, I, I think just having a good roadmap of what you want to accomplish, having your goals in mind, having some realistic expectations of how things are going to work is, is going to be the best starting point. Um, know that, you know, that callbacks, they're part of the workload. So we need to account for them from a workforce perspective so we can account for where that staffing is going to contribute and how that blend of inbound and callback is, is going to look within our call centers. Um, theoretically, anything that can be counted can be forecasted. So we have, you know, we want to explore all the avenues of making sure we have that volume being consumed into, into Calabrio and make sure that we can forecast it, aggregate it along with our, uh, with our inbound volumes and be able to then analyze performance on that and give us ultimately better insights into the performance of our overall contact center. Yeah, I whenever I talk to customers about forecasting and integrations into various systems, usually my first question is, can we count it? And I know that you guys probably go with that too. And if the answer to that question is yes, then we are 80% of our way there. And 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 with callbacks, you can count them. But then we, we branch into a completely different question. Well, where do you want to count them? Do you want to count them when they come in? Do you want to count them when they call back? Uh, do, you, do we want to count them as a handled call in the original interval? Or do we want to count them as a handled call in the second interval? Do we want to count them as an abandoned call? I hope not. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that we, we go through. So really, this is the whole point of this conversation that I wanted to have was to ensure that some pe people were thinking about it to making sure that we uh, we cover this. All right, from my perspective, this has been a great conversation. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with us here at Collaborative Shorts. Make sure we get the information out there. So Christina, Nick, Shane, you guys are the best. Uh, look forward to uh, lots of great conversation with our customers as far as we go on. Um, from 
from me, Dave Hookstra, this has been another episode of Calabrio Shorts. Make sure you uh, subscribe and uh, download all of our current episodes. So lots more to come. So we're really excited that uh, you guys are here with us. And uh, we will talk to you soon on the next episode of Calabrio Shorts. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.